And welcome back to another episode of the Hero Ball Podcast. I'm David and I am joined by my good buddies, Ethan Uffman and Elkin Beltry. Now, guys, we have made it past the All-Star break, and we are in the home stretch of basically this NBA season. We're getting down to the, the days where tanking will, will, will take over for some teams, and, uh, and, and we're getting ready for um, the playoffs up here in the next, in the next month or so. So guys, are we ready to talk about some contenders today? Oh, 100% ready. Because we know, everyone knows in this pod, the Heat are the number one seed. And thus, they are clearly a contender. And so we love them, and we will support them. And they obviously have no flaws. Am I right, gentlemen? Oh, boy. All all I'm going to say is... uh... Uh, Richard and I in these type of conversations now. Uh, my team has slowly but surely crawled a little bit to join Richard's team in the bottom of the standings. But Richard's team, you guys are definitely competing. The Pistons are definitely competing, whereas the Pacers can't say much as far as uh, we haven't had good luck the most recent games that we played. Yeah, uh, gravity is pulling the, uh, the the Pacers down. The, P- the Pistons are trying to, to show you know some some quality, but eventually gravity will pull them down too. We're not here to talk about our uh, sad teams. No, no, no. We're here to talk about uh, like like Ethan said, teams like his, teams that are that are in the hunt and 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 could be contenders. And, and one thing that that I was thinking of as we, you know as we're kind of getting into this is we've kind of breach beyond the super team era like at least at the moment we we thought that hey you know the the nets would have been like the next one but they had their issues and obviously you know the nets went in and uh you know kind of moved off of harden in order to kind of get you know a, a team that wanted maybe wanted to be there wanted to make a little more sense but you don't have the all right we've got our uh you know three top 10-ish players on the same team, it's more spread out. And because of that, we've got uh, a number of contenders, a number of contenders uh, that, you know, could find themselves perhaps winning the championship. But they all have kind of uh, some issues, perhaps. Maybe a particular uh, weakness or, or, or something that, in in normal years and past years would have prohibited them from actually coming out on top and and so i just want to talk about kind of where we're at today who we think are you know viable contenders and, and who we really don't who, who we think hey this team uh probably is, 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 isn't gonna make it so um let's start out west let's start out west to, to, to begin with here and we'll kind of go in order of kind of the standings at least and go as far as we think, hey, this team, maybe there's a percentage chance. Maybe there's a, a, a shot uh, or maybe we'll find them and say, hey, we're blowing past this team because we, we, we don't think that there's any chance that, that, they, that they've got it. They've got it. But a team that we th- I think does is Phoenix. This is a team that has been um, you know, excellent all year. They, they are leading the league in record and, and by no you know, small margin. They're, they're, they're leading the next team. By like nine, uh, nine games in the loss column, but Chris Paul's out, and he's out right up until the playoffs. Uh, but 
let's assume Chris Paul comes back healthy, which may, may be an, an, assumption, an assumption that we shouldn't make. But if he does, like, do you think this team is, like, the favorite out, I mean, not just out West, but, like, out of all the teams? I don't know. What do you think? I think he, I think they have to be because we have a receipt that they can do it from last season. They didn't make any changes to this team other than add to a problem they had in last year's finals where they added a really high-quality backup center in JaVale McGee. Honestly, they added another like decent backup center in Bismack Biombo for specific matchups. Like They really took what they saw in the finals against Milwaukee, a team with a lot of physicality and two like really solid bigs in Brooke Lopez and then obviously an MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and they addressed those needs. And then guys like Mikel Bridges got better. They were able to get back a Torrey Craig for depth reasons. Jay Crowder, you know, stayed himself. And Cameron Johnson, you know, good shooter, not the best defender. Like, they, they really just took all their problems and, and addressed them in, you know, I would say cost-effective and effective moves. There's nothing they did wrong. And then also just adding a guy like Aaron holiday so if campaign got got hurt or chris paul gets is a little bit dinged up you have the in-season sustainability to be able to keep your record high and i mean obviously it took a bank shot from cameron johnson to do it but these guys are still winning games um without their two best players devin booker and chris paul at this moment this team really did all i think all the right things this this offseason um especially with the kind of like the dario sarich contract tied behind their back like that that was an obstacle to overcome and they did it yeah, I think what sometimes when you see a team lose the finals, they tend to think, oh, we need to do a big splash or something big to change this. We messed up. Let's go ahead and change what we got here. And they were smart to stay the course because we often see teams who lose the finals kind of struggle the year afterwards. I mean, and we've seen that a few times. Sometimes they make it back, but this is a team that seems to be very motivated. And sometimes I think, you know what? It sucks to have the CP3 injury. But with the way their team is constructed, they don't need him for the regular season. I feel like the way the construction is of the team, they can survive the regular season. You want to save his legs for the playoffs because that's when you need him at his healthiest. So this could be a blessing where it's like pretty much like sitting CP3 for it's at least two months, right? Yeah, yeah, it's right. It's right up until it's yeah. like the the week before, right at or the week after the playoffs. You mm-hmm. know. Our, our, our beginning yeah and the, the only thing you might be worried about is russ with someone at that age kind of coming back but i do feel confident in this team like looking at compare it with other teams like i'm not worried about them and playoff seedings or who they could face in any of the playoff rounds because this is a team that i feel like now we know can compete with any of the heavy hitters in the west and we love that because we know what the players are and the fortunate thing about Chris Paul's injury is it is like a hand injury, right? It's not it's not he it's not he pulled his his quad or a hamstring and then his like whole physical therapy that would go into like let's say the, the timeline was still the same, that he can't, you know, stay in as good a shape. He can't, you know, keep those things limbered up. That's literally what happened is his body was uh, you know, given up on him. A hand injury, while yeah, a guy like Chris Paul needs to be able to dribble, needs to be able to pass, needs to be able to shoot those mid rangers that he loves so much. At least he can keep his legs and like all the other like physical, like really like intensive physical things in shape about him, but also rest accordingly. Like if if the, if he had to get injured this year, I feel like a hand injury is about the best thing you could hope for. Yeah, I I think so. I and you know we mentioned it earlier, like they have maybe an opportunity to uh, you know what 
didn't quite work out. The, te- the teams that lose, you know, maybe we have to go out and, and do a whole lot. Right? They state the course, and maybe part of that is, you know, the, the cheapness of ownership, or it also it can be a testament maybe to, to the leadership of, of this team and, and Chris Paul, Monty Williams, and, and hey, we've got enough. And uh, overall, if Chris Paul can, can come back healthy and if, if everyone's there, like, I, I for me, I, this is the team that I think uh, makes it from, from from the Western Conference. Yeah, and I, I you know, we we can give the credit, you know, everywhere we want to give the credit to, but really we got to give the credit to guys like, you know, like a Mikael Bridges being a young player who they can trust to develop. DeAndre Ayton being a young player who they can trust to develop. It makes it really easy to stay the course when you have guys that really can't effectively go anywhere unless you are super duper cheap, which they might be, but they do also have, you know, Bridges extended now, and Aiton obviously very likely to get his his uh contract this off season. Uh, we'll, we'll 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 have to see about that when 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 it comes time. I, I yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm a little less confident. Certain team in that. Portland that I believe will be max offer sheeting uh, DeAndre. Aiton. I also think a team in Detroit also will be oh. uh, will be doing such things too. Uh, but um, regardless, this is a team that I think we think is a no doubt contender. Um. Should get to the conference finals at least. Uh, anything short of, I think, getting to the finals would, would would be a failure on their part. But yeah, they have aspirations of, of of winning the title, and I think that they are why you know they can, they can do it. Memphis, forty four and twenty one right now, right second second in the West with the uh, with Warriors losing uh, last night to to LeBron James and only LeBron James, uh, but. For for Memphis, my concerns are um, well, are basically are this. I think that you know it's it's one of those things where you look at them and you think I you know, I, I think that they're a little bit early on it, and they have one of the um, they're fortunate in the fact that their way that their roster is constructed is they don't ever play bad players. They they're just one of the deepest teams, and in a season like this. When you've got people who are out, and like every team is is hit to some degree with injury and um, you know and, and COVID absences and things like that, well, their next man up, you know, their their top ten is better than you know their you know eight nine and ten are, are better than anyone else's eight nine and ten, but that doesn't really help you come playoff time when you're playing when basically it needs to be your top eight needs to be better than everyone else's top eight, and here's where I think that they're like. When when you play teams in the playoffs and you know you're like you've got a bunch of guys maybe who might be you know average for their th- but but now you start playing people that are are way better than that you know Stephen Adams who's who's been who's been great for them and helping you know get Ja you know kind of unlocking him like that's great but now you're starting to have to play better centers right and you look at it, it's like is Ja I, mean, I I love Desmond Bain but is Ja going to be the only guy who, like, if you have a matchup from Mem- from Memphis's perspective, like, is Ja going to be like maybe he's the best player or second best player in the series, but then the other team might have you know the next few, and then we get to so, like that's my worry with Memphis uh, when it comes down to it. I think that they'll be fine depending on matchup in the in the, in the first round. When we start getting to the second and third round, I don't. It, we'll have to see what those matchups become. I think it's just so crazy to think of this team is six in offensive rating, um, eighth in defensive rating. They're sixth overall in net rating. But this team 
in my opinion, like obviously their offense is still coming coming out good in, in the aggregate, but they are the 23rd best three-point shooting team. They are – here's the kicker, though. They take the third most attempted free throws per game, which you wouldn't think of other than John Morant being, like, the guy who's getting there. Like, they just play such a cohesive game, and they got all these little subtle connectors. Steven Adams, a nice little dribble handoff kind of threat. You got Kyle Anderson, super underrated player in terms of all the ways that he positively impacts an offensive team without being able to shoot. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr., like a, a threat to shoot, though his, his shot's been a little off this year. And then obviously Desmond Bain, you know, the, honestly, maybe one of the, maybe the best shooter in the league other than Stephen Curry already. Like he's versatile and he shoots a high percentage. And he's getting a, not, a, a good chunk up being the only three-point shooting threat on this team. So it's, it's weird that they've been able to be a, a top 10 offense. And who knows, I haven't checked the like standard deviation. They might be this far from being all the way down to 15. But this is a great team. Richard, all the things you said about postseason success are true. You're basically just going to need a different dude to step up every night and be you know, a top a top player. And that's a lot to ask for series to series. Maybe uh, round one when they're playing a little bit of a lesser team as well. I mean, it's lesser team. We're talking about like a Nuggets or a Mavericks, you know. It, it's, these aren't bad teams, but it's it is a little bit different. And, and we'll talk about this soon, but it's it's so much of it depends on on injury. Like what happens if you face Clippers and now Paul George or Kawhi Leonard is back? Yeah. Okay, that's tough. Like like that that's not the first round series that you wanted, right? Or you find yourself in a matchup with Denver and they've got their guys back. Like that's tough. So uh, it's we'll we'll have to see when it comes down to it. Like this is one of the things where I'm I'm less like regular season success in this regular season when you've rarely had teams at full strength. And if you had one team at full strength, the other one really hasn't been like the the amount of games that I think you can look at and like take stock. And like, usually you could say, Oh, this team played each other, you know, three, four times. And this is the outcome in those games. Like, I don't know how many of those you can actually take seriously this year. And, and so I think a lot of it's going to do to, all right, Playoff times here, who's healthy, who's not, and how do we think these teams are going to match up against one another? I, I, that, that, that's my issue. Uh, okay, what do you what do you think about Memphis? No, I think right now with Memphis, I know we talked about a team that's, you know, it's young. Maybe we're going to see what happens. But sometimes I think the teams that tend to do better are the teams that are ahead of schedule. The teams where people are like, oh, they still got a few more years before they're going to be competing in the playoffs as far as the top level to get to the finals. But I think this is a team that I wouldn't be surprised that we see then towards, I don't want to say towards the end of the playoffs, but getting all the way pretty far in the playoffs. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they have no issue getting to the conference finals. I would not be surprised if they don't really face any stomach blocks, even though they face good teams. I wouldn't be surprised as well. But like you guys said, injury is a big thing, but sometimes I think when teams feel like they're ahead of schedule, they're like, let's go ahead and grab I mean, with the Phoenix Suns, you know, the previous year, before they went to the finals, they had that bubble run. They won, like, eight games in a row to finish off the their run in the bubble. They didn't make the playoffs, but then you kind of see them next season made it to the finals, and people are like, people were expecting them to make the playoffs, but it kind of felt like with the Suns, no one was really expecting them to make the finals, but also, too, they didn't expect them to get Chris Paul, which is a very big, 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 big factor. But I've, I do have confidence in this team. This is one team in the West where I do have confidence. I know playoffs is a different beast. 
but I have confidence that they'll be able to perform. But I do worry that they'll run into a team that's just like, all right, we're just going to completely focus all our energy on Ja. We're going to stop him from creating someone else. We're going to force someone else to create and beat us. And that's something that I can see could really put Memphis in a bind. The, yeah, the, matchup dependent is what I think things are going to be. Go ahead, Ethan. And I was just, the one caveat to that is like, unless there is like a Paul George returning from injury, like I'm looking at these, you know, like bottom half of the teams, I'm not seeing that that guy who's like that that you know, because you gotta have somebody. I mean, I know you can double, but you kind of gotta have someone that can really like bully John Morant and get him off his game. And I'm not seeing that guy existing on these teams at the bottom of the league. Like I don't see that Alex Caruso that's really going to get into a guy's jersey and individually frustrate him so that when the double comes, the guy actually makes mistakes. So like, I, I definitely think they'll game plan that way. I'm just curious how they'll execute it without, you know, one of those kind of guys on these teams. No. I, yeah. Um, well, well, we'll, we'll see. How it goes. I mean, right, right now it's like two, seven, right? Minnesota. What are we going to do? Throw Pat Beverly on like Pat, like Pat Bev is going to get fouled out in, Ten minutes. We already know right. that Pat Bev's got us all fooled. He's just out there running around. But he had a good point that Russell Westbrook also had everyone fooled. So yeah. go ahead. He, he got he, he got a, he got a paycheck for next year. All right, Golden State. Um, I mean, health again. Like we need to see we need to see Draymond here with Clay with 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 Steph and it's I don't know for 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 me I I just worry that they missed an opportunity to to take and package the young guys to to get another piece. And, I mean, after they missed an opportunity, because they can do it again, like they could do things this offseason if things don't go quite right and they know exactly where they're missing. But, like, we're, I mean, the the Venn diagram of hey, Steph still, you know, at, you know, in, in his prime, Draymond still uh, able to do Draymond things and being healthy and, and you know, Clay as well. It, like I don't see the development of the young guys in the same time frame. Uh, like mean, auto you look, you look, you look, yeah. Like you look at last night's game and like here Kaminga is helping off the strong side corner and letting Carmelo Anthony hit wide open three and 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 you go and you lose. Like you you don't like there there are rookie mistakes that those guys are gonna have and they're gonna be involved because this team didn't go out to get you know. More, more help at, I think, positions of, of need. And so, I don't know, because of this, I, I, I just, I'm a little worried for them. Yeah, I am 100% with you. It's, these this team is somehow, even without Draymond in most of these games at this point, been able to cultivate and keep this incredible defense playing. Like, you know, I, I've always been like a little bit of a Steve Kerr, like pump the brakes on how good of a coach he is just because I'm like, okay, listen, like you had a really nice come up in terms of having a really good team in place when you got here. I know he executed it regardless, but they've managed to keep that good defense this whole time. They have a pretty much a rotating cast of just guys that I don't think are as good of players. If there's not a Stephen Curry to just draw so much attention, but guys like Andrew Wiggins have developed auto Porter's in a good spot again. And like, even the guys like, um, I'm blanking. Gary Payton the second doesn't have a spot in this league if he can't play next to a guy like Stephen Curry to take up all the shooting dearth that he provide like that he exists with. He can't shoot. Stephen Curry has to be the best shooter in the league to make him kind of like a playable guy, even though he's an incredible defender. But 
this team, I really think, could could lose to anybody in the playoffs. Anyone, anyone that's good enough to make the playoffs can beat the Warriors in a series if Stephen Curry is a little off. Because the one thing I have said, even though a lot of these guys have improved and Jordan Poole stepped up this year and had a great game last night that they still lost in, like they are Steph Curry being cold for four games away from losing a series. And, and and you've seen it where like when Steph was going for the record and and all these guys kind of didn't know how to handle things they're like oh, oh let, let's go ahead and just defer to Steph and and it's like no like part of what makes Steph you know great is his gravity and able to free other people to do their things but if 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 they're not able to or if they don't then we'll, we'll now we're, we're wasting part of what makes Steph Steph Curry great and. I don't know. They need to be able to take advantage of it. I don't know if I believe in the other guys quite as quite as well. Uh, okay, are you a believer in the Warriors? I'm a, I think partially, and it's it's some of the reasons you listed definitely, as far as like Steph, how he's doing, kind of like how the other guys, the younger guys, especially understand what's going on. But I do think, I mean, if we swing it the other way, if Steph is completely on and Clay Thompson is. He's still, I mean, I'm still watching Klay Thompson. I'm like, he's still getting his legs under him. Being gone for that long, like, I'm in the belief if you've gone through an ACL, unless you're pretty much you're like Kevin Durant, who went through an Achilles tear and came back and, hey, guys, I didn't miss a beat. But normally it takes, like, a season for them to get back to where they need to go. That's what I've seen with lower leg injuries, severe lower leg injuries takes a season. Klay Thompson hasn't been horrible, but we – what I've seen in his game, I'm like, it's not the same Clay Thompson yet, and it could change. But this is a team, if, if Steph is rolling and Clay is rolling and Draymond is completely healthy, I can see it swing the other way where it's like, oh, this team is just going to go out and beat people. But I think last night kind of showed me, like, I think what you guys brought up is they can be beaten, though. Because, like, for me, I didn't see there was any reason, even without Draymond, that they should have lost to the Lakers. The Lakers were on a skid. We know the Lakers have been playing bad. No Anthony Davis. Pretty much all you have to worry about with the Lakers is LeBron James. Like, let's be honest. That's that's pretty much who you have to worry about. After that, let everyone else figure it out. And, yes, you might you might risk Russell Westbrook going off for a decent game. But if I'm the Warriors, though, I would be worried where it's like, if Steph hasn't got it going for us, who's going to have it going for us? Especially in the playoffs because – I think looking at Steph's playoff stats, teams do really, really focus in on him. He won't have like a horrible like no-show playoffs, but I've seen a dip in his production because, I mean, teams know that this is the main guy besides Draymond that kind of makes this team go. Yeah, I, I agree. Utah Jazz. I've already stated Hell that boy. I do not believe the Utah Jazz could make it, uh, but I mean it's primarily because of yeah, they weren't able to go out and help help their perimeter defense at all. I I I feel as though I'm a bit of a Rudy Gobert uh, defender uh, a little bit. I feel like I, I find myself in that in that category of like ah you know well it's 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 not 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 just him, uh, but it, it's they've done literally nothing like you, you know the issue is hey we can't uh we can't it, we're, we're, we're just turnstiles out there on the perimeter and rudy save us and you find you know the wrong matchup where rudy has to save you at the rim and out, out on the perimeter as well because it, it just you you can't you can't live that way 
And then what do they do with the deadline? Nikhil Alexander Walker. Like that's not, that's not cutting it. Right. It's <laughs> so it, it's, it's an issue of they've not made the, the, the changes that they need to. And uh, like, like, I think this team could win a first round matchup. You know, you, you just, you, you find the right matchup and, 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 and maybe, maybe you're able to, you know, get by, but I, this team can't win three, three Western conference playoff series. Uh, they, they just can't, they don't have the perimeter defenders. Yeah. And kind of looking at it, by the way, I'm very biased right now because of, I know how their game after all-star or not after all. Yeah. Pretty much after all-star break. No, not after all-star break. The March 4th game against the Pelicans. Definitely, definitely, definitely heavily disappointed in how that game went for them. And for me, it kind of showed what Richard was saying because they let two perimeter players just completely destroy them in Badger Ingram and CJ McCollum. But kind of looking at them, I know this is like media fodder, but I do feel like their chemistry just keeps getting worse and worse with this whole thing between Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Like, that's one thing I kind of feel like with with this whole thing is that chemistry is getting worse. I know Joe Ingles, torn ACL, we know that. But sometimes I think when you lose guys like that, you do lose some chemistry. And this doesn't feel like the same Utah Jazz team for the last two years to me as far as how they were playing together. Like, this is a team that I feel like is ripe to lose in the first round. I feel like this is a team that's going to be – a three or four seed, but still losing the first round. That's why I'm viewing them as right now. I, I just think that they, they hit so many perfect notes in the initial building of this ha, team. Sorry. You said like, perfect notes in the name of the jazz. I'm sorry. I had uh, a laugh. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, let's podcast here, here to entertain everyone. But the, I feel like they misidentified what they needed in a couple different moments. They knew they needed a better offense. They knew they needed, like, you know, theoretically, just more Joe Ingles. Ball movers and shooters. We needed more of that. But then they got a little too far that direction. They lost what made them special, which was, even though Gobert was exposed at different points in the top playoff, as he can't be a switch defender, the reason that you were got to those points and they had to attack him individually with the one of the best scorers, that they could come at you with, a Kawhi Leonard, a Paul George. The reason you got to those matchups is because you were deep in those games and f- stressing them out when they were trying to run a more cons- like consistent, classic offensive set. You did not add... You made all these a- acquisitions. Boyan Madonavich, great. Really good score, helps the team a lot. Jordan Clarkson, won sixth man of the year last year because he finally had an efficient season. But... You never gave anyone you, – you didn't get any more Royce O'Neals. You didn't get any more of those guys. You didn't ever find really a Derek Favors replacement that could eat up effective minutes as a backup center. You lost all that. Then you bring in a Rudy Gay for small ball. You bring in Eric Pascal. These guys are not good defenders. You just – you had so much going right for you with Rudy Gobert, and you had a, a classic flaw. But you didn't do anything to overcome that flaw other than hope we can outscore them and – as much as three-point shooting is the way to win a lot of regular season games, there there's a chance that you are cold in the postseason, and they don't have three-level scoring. They have one rim threat. They have one mid-range threat, and that's all they have. That guy's named Donovan Mitchell. He can't do it all. And, and I'm not even, like, like 
I, I think that the Rudy Gobert things are overblown as like a switch defender because like that's not even how they went to attack him. They just said, hey, let's try to space him out and keep him far away because like, he's, a, he's a great rim defender, probably the best we have, you know, in the NBA. And let's go ahead and get him as far away from the rim as possible and let's not involve him in the actions. Like we saw Brooke Lopez be very successful in, you know, he's not a switch defender. That's not, that's not what he does. But we saw him be incredibly successful uh, you know, at that, it's it's just, hey, guess what? You also have Giannis next to you. You also have Drew Holiday. You also have, you know, you know, PJ Tucker who's trying to get into into people as much as possible. They had the the defenders everywhere else. Like the, yeah, like the issue that the Jazz fell into is like they it, it's Rudy is a defense unto himself. Like and so let's go ahead and just everywhere else focus on offense but the problem is if those guys can't defend then when you start getting into playoff basketball where again it's it's that same thing we mentioned with memphis like now you're not playing all you know 29 other teams you're, you're playing the top half of the league uh and as you progressively go up you're, you're playing against teams that, that end up just being better and 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 have the tools perhaps to Let's go ahead and, and just blow by Joe Ingles, blow by uh, Bogdanovich, blow you know, blow by Jordan Clarkson and, and Donovan Mitchell, and and Rudy, please save us now. It, it's just it's it's too tough of an ask, um, in in this ecosystem, and it, it, there's really not an out now, so it's tough. Yep, you just gotta hope you can find a find a sucker to. Give you excuse some good defenders for Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. And then hope Nikhil uh, Alexander Walker can rookie scale his spot into Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. That that that's I don't know. It, they, they've got, they, and to to get off of like you mentioned like trading a first round pick to get off of the Derek Favors salad, like it's just it was a whole whole huge mess. Anyways, uh we gotta talk about Dallas. Luka Doncic and a bunch of just other guys that's the team and like luka's very good and you know they've you know jace jason kids helped their defensive system but again it's the issue of like we've seen luka be successful um against you know even against top level defenders but it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be too much of an ask to, to do it more than just in in one you know, maybe you can get by in one series but I, I don't know outside of that I think I think it's tough right go ahead Elkin you know I was just I was just saying like with it like and he's still by the way getting past one series we still have to see that from Luca I mean I thought for sure it was going to be last season he was going to get past but we know how that played out we're going to say Richard? I mean, it's, it's Clipper it's, you, you're facing you're facing the same team and it's probably the worst team mm-hmm. with 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 with, the, with their defenders and and so you know, but but I I mean I mean you bring up that point like I'm looking at it. I mean Brunson been having a solid season. We know we know what he's doing. Dimwitty, yeah, he did his thing. But I still don't trust Dimwitty that much. But I seem like we've seen this play already, where you surround Luca with these guys, and I'm like, all we did was take off Porzingis and put these other guys. And none of these guys like Luca's gonna get his, but none of these guys I'm like worried about them getting theirs, especially in the playoffs. I'm not really worried about the other pieces on this team. And I think Luca's still going to be a one man show 
And I'll tell you, he's a great one-man show. I'll tell you that for sure, for sure, 100% a great one-man show. But this is a team that I can see once again. I don't see them being in the top. Let's see. I'm looking at the top teams. Maybe Utah, but I don't see him beating any of the Phoenix, Memphis, or Golden State if they get matched up with them in the first round. Like I don't see that happening. Even still, like I, I don't, I don't even know if they could beat Utah because yeah, true. I don't know if you've got the guys that can actually can, like Tim Hardaway Jr. is not there. So mm-hmm. like your your other potential scorer outside of Brunson, like it just I don't, I don't see it. It's it's going to be I think too too tall of a of a task. We just we just had to mention them because hey, Luke Luke is very good. Um, Ethan, what were we gonna say? Ethan, anything anything with Dallas? <laughs> um, I I wanted to mention that they do have decent players. Like I look at a Jalen Brunson, good guy, good pair with Luca, cool. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. when he was healthy, good catch and shoot guy. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, I good guard. The thing is, they don't have anyone as we've said that's actually great. Like no one even like really poking their head around and asking if they're allowed to come in the great room. They got some cute, cute guys down here. Dwight Powell, great role defender, uh, great, great role offensive big. Maxi Kleba, um, I would say really solid defender, like pretty versatile defender for a center. Um, Davis Bertans could be an elite shooter from time to time. And Boban, a weird little throw it out there and see if we can, you know, win a quarter with it. But they have nothing that's cohesive and consistent to actually be the thing that's that's all it is they just don't have they don't have a deal they don't have a thing they don't have a i can't remember what like i can't think of what the word would be like what's their what's their slant you know they, they need to find a slant because they've never had one well they've got nothing let's go ahead and move on to denver like Den- denver okay denver's the last team that i really wanted to talk about out west i, I mean Agreed. we've not talked about the, any any los angeles team but uh, I don't, I don't know. If we it's, if we get an inkling that Paul George and Kawhi are playing in the playoffs, like an actual yeah. like kind of founded one, we will talk about the Clippers. And yes. if Russell Westbrook turns into an MVP again, we will talk about the Lakers. As long as he's a bum, we're not going to talk about the Lakers. The, the Lakers just don't have the, the anyone else. That, that, that's the problem. They, they they give up all their flexibility. We, we've talked about the, this this whole thing pre-pod. We don't need to get into it. Uh, Denver, like. There has been inkling that their guys are coming back, and that's why we're talking about them. Without, uh, you know, they were kind of in the same place as the Clippers, in, in my estimation, you know, with, without uh, Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr., it really just isn't in the, you know, wasn't going to be in the cards for them this year. But those guys, the reports that come out, hey, they're going to be able to get onto the floor during the regular season. And the question is, well, it's been a little while for Jamal Murray. Sorry, Jamal Murray. So if if he can get back into form, if Michael Porter Jr. can get back into form, well, now we've got a really dangerous team because guess what? You've got Nikola Jokic, who is you know all in all NBA uh, MVP discussion worthy, and and uh, like you might you might have close to a, a full team, and even if you still have like some holes. All these teams outside of really Phoenix, I think, have have some have some roster holes. So, I mean, Denver, Denver, Denver could be could could, could be a team to get in there. What do you guys think about Denver? I really like Denver a lot. 
they are a team that I have an, a lot of faith in. I have been super impressed with how Nikola Jokic is just casually getting better at defense. Like, obviously not a switch guy either. Um, not really an elite rim protector, but he does seem to he, – he does seem to have a knack for making a big a, de- a big defensive play um, down the stretch of games. Um, I if Jamal Murray plays, man, and it, it, and it can be like I would even say eighty percent of himself. It's just such a burden that's off of Nicholas Nicholas sh- sh- uh, shoulders, where he has to do so much creation for all these guys who can shoot a little bit and can you know finish a play. But he has to do everything for this team. And Jamal Murray being a guy who can actually get a shot for himself and you know have his have himself himself a game that he like kind of wins you know like that's so critical for this team and if he when he's back i i just have so much faith in this team to be in every game like i just don't know how you really like blow this team out of the water when you have Nikola jokic holding down so much right now you add a little just an ounce more of help like i feel so much better about it I feel like Aaron Gordon will play, like, it will improve his game, too. Because now he has one less thing. Will Barton will, like, all, all these guys, I feel like, are just a little bit overtaxed in their roles. And Nikola Jokic is the only one who can really, like, hold up under that tax. Yeah, like, can, can Monty Morris go back to being a guy off the bench rather than an essential starter? Like, please, let, let's, if we, if we can get people more into their, like, in, in, into their offensive burdens and offensive role. Like if we can get guys scaled better in, in that regard, I think that you're going to be in, in good shape. Elkin, do you believe in Denver, assuming all their guys return healthy? Yes, but lower leg injuries, trying to come back in the playoffs. I think you already brought it up as far as how well are they going to acclimate themselves? I mean, especially coming back, towards the end of the season. But I know they're not going to have to do much because Jokic is going to be like, hey, I can do most of this. I can do whatever I need to do, which would make sense. And that's all you need. I was, I almost referred to, I'll admit it's almost referred to last last season's playoff against the Suns where they lost in four. But that's a whole different ball game because they didn't have Jamal Murray at all during that time. So I'm like, all right. But I still believe in this. I, this is a team that I don't think will make championship round, like maybe conference finals or NBA finals. But this is a team I can see getting past the first round. Yeah, I think we just need we just need health, and uh, yep. I, I hope we see it. I hope, hope we see them uh, down, down the stretch doing doing some doing some fun and good things. All right, guys, we we hit the West. Next time we're gonna hit the East. Contenders out East, um, and you know. It, We'll 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 have, we'll have to see. I, I need to watch a little more, little little more uh, um, uh, Sixers before before we have that that discussion. So oh oh indeed, and I feel bad for teasing the audience because I, I I came in firing talking about the Heat and then we didn't talk about them because you know time constraints and also the West I think it had a really stimulating conversation to be had today. Yes, so we'll get there. We'll get we'll get there. And and, and hey, who knows? Maybe we'll see Ben Simmons too. Probably not, but I pray. I pray. 